This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. Welcome back. We have a really slow week in basketball this past week, so I'll be able to talk about only a few things, but then I got a really big topic we're going to talk about, so let's go ahead and get into it. So two of the main storylines of this week both have to do with Gonzaga. Of course, Chet Holmgren, number one recruit, according to the ESPN Top 100 for the class of 2021, has committed to Gonzaga. He's going to go there and he's going to probably just be a one and done just like Jalen Suggs who this past week went said he's gonna go to the draft already hiring an agent and it's funny because Holmgren probably went to Gonzaga because Suggs was his high school teammate they were both they both went to the same high school in Minneapolis so it'll be really interesting to see what Holmgren does he's a center but he's kind of kind of lanky he's kind of skinny so we'll see what happens there wonder if uh, Timmy will move to the four it'll be a pretty interesting lineup to look at for next year for Gonzaga and then I just want to mention that um it, I unfortunately have to say that uh Kentucky freshman Terrence Clark passed away last night after a uh car crash I don't know the full details I honestly don't really want to know it's terrible as is so I just want to say rest in peace. I condolences go out to his family. I know uh, Calipari, John Calipari is out on a flight to L.A. to be with Clark's uh, mom and brother. So um, just for whatever they need, it's going to be a really rough time. He was going to be a lottery pick. I don't think there was any doubt to that. He was going to live out his dream. But unfortunately, as I said a couple weeks ago, in sports, just like life, it's not everything is guaranteed. So just be sure to, as the advice I gave a couple weeks ago, tell your family members you love them whenever you can. Always give them a hug. Uh, it really sucks. So rest in peace, Terrence Clark, and my condolences go out to his family once again. Okay, so the main thing I want to talk about this week is Steph Curry and how he has really been dominating the league Throughout the whole month of April, it really has been a sight to see. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch as closely as I should. Of course, you know, finals week coming up pretty soon. Trying to get everything in order there. So, just what I see off of Twitter, everyone's going crazy about Stephen Curry, as they should. Because, really, this is something we haven't really seen before. And we may see it afterwards, but I don't know. Because Stephen Curry is just so good at what he does that I really don't think it'll happen again for at least maybe 20 to 30 years so it'll be really interesting to see what tracks with this but just alone what he's done in April is enough to put him in the Hall of Fame he's in the Hall of Fame already but what he's done in April is just adds even more and more to the resume so I believe it was last week he passed Will Chamberlain for all-time scoring in Warriors history an incredible Mark to beat Wilt, of course, an all-timer. Really wish that Wilt could have been around to see this feat occur. I wonder what Wilt's um, reaction would be to what Steph Curry's done in revolutionizing the game where we found out, really, that threes are worth more than twos. It took a while to figure that out. But sometimes it's not really good to really rely on that. You live on, you live by a three, die by a three. Of course, we saw the Rockets 
die by the three in 2018, 2019, somewhere around there, where they went like 0 for 27 from three in a series saving playoff game. But you go by this Steph Curry, but throughout his career has literally lived by the three. And he has not only lived, he's thrived by the three. It's really impressive to see. One thing that Mark Jackson says that he doesn't really like what Curry's done because, like, all kids, all they want to do now is they run to the three-point line, just start chugging up threes, don't worry about anything else. And I agree with him on that. I don't think you should mainly focus on threes, but that's not what Steph does either. Steph really has a good mid-range. He has great driving ability. He can really create around the rim. But if all all the highlight tapes is what I really think this goes this comes from because basically all that the highlight tapes want to do is just show the amount of threes that Steph, that Steph makes I don't think that's the right thing to do I feel like you need to show everything else but it's also on other people they need to make those highlights of all the all-around game so I really think that should happen more but again this is why Steph is, is going to be in the Hall of Fame no question he changed the game forever it's one of those not it's kind of like magic and bird but not on the same not the same type of saving the game magic and bird of course they come in 1979 when the league has a major drug problem and the ratings were down they even had to tape delay the finals which is mind-boggling to me that that ever happened but magic bird come in they start the nba starts marketing around them they really change the league forever and that's why basketball is thriving for so long but then Stephen Curry comes around and he changes the game by they say that he changes the geometry of the court which is 100% true he is forcing people to guard him 40 feet away from the basket which I've that's insane to do honestly but he will beat you from there it's not like let him chuck from there just don't let the others beat him Steph Curry can beat you by himself just by chucking those threes but then when you have to guard him up there he's still crafty enough and quick enough to get around you go to the basket go to mid-range or find someone who's open it's just great to watch I've been able to I started like really watching them it was during the 2015 finals like when I first like realized oh this is what's happening now Curry, of course, won his first MVP that year, went on to beat the Cavs in the finals. Next year, they go 73-9, and Steph Curry wins a, a unanimous MVP, and they make it to the finals. Of course, the Cavs went three, came back from a 3-1 deficit to win the finals. Still one of my least favorite outcomes ever because I want to have that debate where people genuinely ask, like, who would be better? 73 and 9 Warriors, 72 and 10 Bulls. I seriously do think the Bulls still do win because their defense was just insane. Like, you have Ron Harper, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. Boom. Like, <laughs> throw anyone in at center. It just happens to be Luke Longley. They're still a great defensive team. Just that I want that debate to happen unfortunately it won't really happen because people will be like boom they didn't win the finals so they can't they're not really the best but I still want that debate to be there but of course but Steph has been there a long time and he's really worked to get there a lot of people thought that Steph was a bust really coming from Davidson because he couldn't stay healthy and it was it's really a great turnaround there's a, a short documentary on them on from Bleacher Report where it's like um, talking about the blueprint that the Warriors used. 
and it talks about Steph's journey. It's really incredible. I would highly recommend it. Just what he's done for the game is insane. That was a kind of a long ramble, but other things he's done in April. Uh, NBA history on Twitter, they tweeted on the 19th that with 49 points tonight, Stephen Curry becomes the first player in NBA history aged 33 or older with 11 straight 30 plus point games. Kobe Bryant held the previous record 10 straight in December 2012. Really impressive. Like again, I mentioned this last week. Like the older you get, you really you kind of start declining. Like 28 to 32, I believe, is kind of like the right place to be in for your prime. So he should really be in a declining stage right now, but he's as good as ever. It's incredible to watch. And then the Sports Center on Twitter, they tweeted, also on the 19th, Steph Curry has six games with 10 plus threes this season. No other player has more than five in their career. This would kind of deal with, well, I mean, of course, the three-point revolution hasn't been there for the long for a long time. But, I mean, like, it's still incredible to see how Curry has – like, he just shoots at – he's out of his mind sometimes when he shoots with the ball, and it just goes in. Those were some of the best times where you knew if he was throwing it up, it was going in. Like, it looked like he was just chucking it and just hoping. But, like, the basket was as big as the ocean. So, again, no other players more than five in their career, which, man, that's really weird thinking of all the players that have, like, accolades, especially right, right now. Kevin Durant doesn't have more than five, but he's not really a three-point shooter. He's kind of an all-around. James Harden doesn't have more than five, which I feel like that that shouldn't be true. It's just insane. Then StatMuse tweeted, also on the 19th, Steph Curry has made 72 threes in his last 10 games. That is more than Chris Paul, Tobias Harris, Russell Westbrook, Pascal Siakam, Giannis, or Joel Embiid has made the entire season. These are, well, I get, I understand Giannis and Embiid because they don't really shoot. They don't even, I don't even, I probably didn't shoot 72 threes for the season. I don't know, Giannis, maybe. I don't know. Like, Chris Paul, that's someone that, like, a lot of people compare Steph to, not really shooting-wise, but just as a point guard. I feel like Chris Paul will be overlooked at because of Stephen Curry, because for the longest time, everyone's saying, Chris Paul is the greatest point guard I've ever seen. But then we have this, then Steph comes in and changes the game. Chris Paul's still great, don't get me wrong, but I feel like he will be overlooked down the line, which is sad to say because he really is great. And then StatMuse again on the 19th. 19 was a big day for Curry. They tweeted Steph Curry in April, which is 10 games at that at that point in time. 40.8 points per game, 7.2 threes per game, and his shooting line is a 55% field goal percentage, 50% three-point percentage, and 91% free throw percentage. He's on pace to join Elgin Baylor, James Harden, Kobe Bryant, who has three times, Wilt Chamber 11 times, as the only players in NBA history to average 40 points in a month with a minimum of 10 games. It's, like, I don't know what else to say other than that he's amazing. And then SportsCenter, again, on the 19th, everyone was going off on the 19th for Curry tweeted, Threes made last week, 36 to Steph Curry, 35 to the Cavs, 34 to the Nuggets, 29 to the Wizards, 26 to the Pistons, and 25 to the Pelicans. Steph Curry is a machine. Like, it's, I don't know what else to say other than, like, if you're not really watching Steph Curry, if you're really a hater, you need to stop because it's something we might never, we may never see again, and you will be sorry that you 
weren't really there to watch it and witness it. But I have other accolades. He's second all-time in three-point field goals already at 33 years old. And he's going to pass Ray Allen by a mile. It won't even be close. And even more impressive, for the, for the amount that he's made, he's fifth in three-point field goals attempted for his career. So he's taking way less than quite a bit. I think Ray Allen was ahead of Steph in, in attempts by like, it was an absurd amount, but he's second all-time in three-point field goals made, but yet he is fifth in attempts. You really think that he would be like second or first in attempts based on how much he's made? No, he's super efficient. It's actually scary to witness, and he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time, and I'm I'm probably going to get hate for saying that, but, I mean, it's just true. Like, there's nothing else to it. Like, he may be... Probably not the best point guard of all time because he has Magic and Chris Paul to deal with. But for what he's done for the game, he will go down in history as one of the greatest ever. He's on that same level as Magic and Bird, like I said earlier. As we go down to the stretch, I believe we have a few more weeks in the NBA season. I believe we have like three or four weeks until playoffs start. Keep an eye on this MVP race down a stretch. Right now, the top three are uh, Jokic. Steph and Embiid. For me, it's really between Curry and Jokic because Embiid has missed out so much, and yo, uh, it's tough because Jokic has been so consistent throughout the season. Like he's been on the MVP race forever, is what it seems like. And Steph really got added right around. Well, it was this week he really got put in there, but a lot of people started t- paying attention when, I believe it was in January, when people said like. The Warriors were struggling bad, and they were saying, like, oh, how good is Steph now and stuff like that. And he just goes on a tear, and he goes off for, it felt like two weeks, I think he went off for. Kind of slowed down right around the All-Star break and a little bit after. But then April comes around, and boom. he's He may win his third MVP, but to me it's Jokic. He's been so consistent throughout the season. So we will see where that goes and again Steph is incredible just look up anything you can on Steph not just the threes like look up his game what all he does to like he makes a lot of people look really good Harrison Barnes got a sizable contract not saying Harrison Barnes didn't really deserve it but I wouldn't have gave him that much but Steph made him look really good and there's so many people that he does that for so it's great to watch. I'm really going to be watching him until he retires. It's going to be a sad day when he retires. But you know that he's going to do more in basketball because even when he was injured, he stopped by the studio shows for the Warriors and did segments with them, and he was great. So it's really it's going to be uh, great to see what he does after his career, and I can't wait for it. So I believe that's going to be it for this week's podcast. It really was a slow week. Like, Man, I don't know. It's either that it was a slow week or I'm, it just felt slow to me because we're right around finals and kind of just want to get it over with, but it just keeps dragging on and on. But it was a slow week for basketball, so um, we will talk to you next week. Um, make sure to follow me on Twitter. Follow follow the Trying Broadcasting Network at Trying Broadcast on Twitter. And also check out the uh, Storm Center podcast where me and John Kay took a long time to talk about all the sports going on on campus here at Trine University. 
there's a lot of them. There's like 14, so pretty long. But if you want to hear about Trine Sports, go ahead and listen to that. We'll, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.